host, Holly Dunn. For this episode, we talk to Kimberly Glider, cover designer for notable titles such as Emma Donoghue's The Wonder, Fen by Daisy Johnson, and a new edition of Gone with the Wind. She has also created covers for the books of Stephen Fry and Alice Walker. Over Kimberly's career, she has received awards from AIGA, the Type Directors Club, AAUP Book Jacket and Journal Show, New England Book Show, New York Book Show, and Prince Regional Design Annual. Here's Kimberly Glider. When I graduated from school, I went to the Rhode Island School of Design. Um, I graduated and kind of hoped that I would be able to do book cover design, but there weren't too many publishing companies in Boston at the time, and they weren't hiring. So that's where I was living right then. And um, what I ended up doing is I, I went and worked for some design firms doing regular print design, things like catalogs and invitations. And um, then I moved into exhibit design. I did museum exhibit design for a while. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And I, I really enjoyed that. But it was a very long process. The projects would take many years and... Um, Actually, one of the projects I worked on was in Australia, so it wasn't as though I could go see my work too often. We had a team there, and uh, I was not part of that team at on site. So um, there finally was a job that opened up at DeCapo Press, and uh, Alex Camlin at DeCapo, which is now under new, uh, it's a new publishing company um, that owns it. Uh, he hired me and I just got right into it and we worked on all nonfiction titles. Um, and after about a couple of years there, I said I wanted to, to go freelance. And um, basically I gave myself about six months to try freelancing and see if I got enough client work. From there, it kind of just picked up. I it took me many months to get a fiction title. I think people were scared to, to trust me with a fiction title. And um, eventually, I just built, built up enough of a base of clients, repeat clients, that I've stayed in business, so to speak, for all these years later. So um, it's worked out pretty well. It's been good. Yeah, and, and that's fascinating <laughs> to hear that you've, you've gone from... So am I right in thinking that you studied fine arts? I think I read that. I, re I studied fine arts first. And then mm. when I, while I was at RISD, I actually transferred into the graphic design program. And I did graduate with a design degree. But I had, I had done fine arts since I was really very young. Took a lot of classes. I, I was in a, um, a magnet arts program in high school, which in the U.S. is kind of a more... Let's see. I mean, I would spend like maybe half my day in an arts program and then do my academics the other half of the day. So um, about four hours a day of fine arts. Uh, oh, that sounds school. fantastic. Yeah, it was wonderful. And a lot of people, it gave a lot of opportunities to people, especially uh, where I grew up, to go on and get scholarships and go on to, to art school. So it was a very wonderful experience. And I'm really glad that I, I had that and was able to go on to college with a scholarship and, and ended up at RISD. Yeah. Mm. And you can definitely see that that influence in your work as well, that kind of that there's a painterly quality to a lot of your illustrations. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've sort of, 
it's funny. I feel like I've sort of uh, evolved over the years back to where I, where I was in terms of kind of merging some of my fine arts background and my design background. So I'm happy that that's a style that, that works now in book cover design because for a while it was, um, it wasn't as uh, prevalent. So it's, it's wonderful to be able to do lettering and painting on the covers that I get an opportunity to do that on. And I still love designing whole books and I still love, you know, more traditional design as well, but it's nice to have both. Yeah. So, so do you think that's a, obviously that this is a trend that's been going on for, for a few years now, yeah. this um, more illustrated covers and, and with lots of lettering. And um, right. do you think that's a sort of um, a pushback against the, the more sort of very digital looking covers? I mean, I definitely think there was, you know, I've seen a lot of different styles while I've been working in book cover design. And I think, um, you know, I don't know how long this will last. I hope it lasts a while because I really like doing it. But I think it's just kind of, it's also, it also seems like a pushback on or more of a, a return to sort of more graphic covers you would see during the 60s. And um, I think that it's definitely probably a trend, but um, I think we're all kind of having different interpretations of that trend. So there's still a lot of really... Um, interesting and fresh work out there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the other thing you said was um, that the, the difference between, well, you said that you got more work in nonfiction than fiction. And Oh, I, that was a long time ago. That was when I first started out as a freelancer. Yeah, because now I can see your, your portfolio has yeah. <laughs> got, got an awful lot of fiction in there. Um, but I was yeah. wondering what the kind of differences are when when you're doing a brief for a nonfiction book compared to a fiction one? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I don't really see a huge difference, but I think at the time, I mean, I don't know if other designers have run up against this at all, but I think it might have just been because I worked for a publisher that only did nonfiction, and so I had no fiction titles in my, um, you know, on my website or on, in my portfolio to show. I mean, I... I think that the genres are, are very different, but I kind of approach every project in a similar way, you know, from reading the brief to sketching things out and determining if there's any opportunity for any kind of hand lettering or hand or some kind of illustration. I think what's changed for me just in the last two to three years is that I'm getting hired more and more for doing more illustration kinds of covers rather than just design designing the cover. So, you know, there are some briefs that I get where I'm, I know that I'll be um, illustrating or lettering all of the comps. Whereas before I might do one as sort of a, an extra concept. And then if they pick that, that was great, but they might want something more, um, you know, straightforward or, of a straightforward design. Yeah, and I guess now people are coming to you specifically for this kind of style because you've got that all across your portfolio. It's so, yeah. so bright and bold and yeah, it's, it's it looks wonderful. Thank you. It's very different um, just because, you know, as a designer, you do have, I, I feel like, especially in book cover design, that you do approach every job 
differently and you have, you know, you tend to have a lot of different styles. Um, it's a little more odd just in the last couple years where people are coming to me for a specific style each time. <laughs> so, um, and, and that way I feel like a lot of my work is kind of taking on its own style which is sort of different than what we do as designers because I feel like we are supposed to be the kinds of people who can adapt to all different type and styles and um, visuals. So it's been a little bit of a shift the last few years. Yeah, and I suppose there's always that danger <laughs> if you're always looking at other book cover designers for inspiration as well and looking back at your own work that it all starts to look quite similar so yeah, yeah. Do, do you look outside of book design to to different sorts of design and fine arts and things to to find inspiration oh, yes definitely I feel like well one thing is that I now I, for many many years I had a home studio and now I have a, a, a home studio but I also have a studio in Philadelphia where I share uh, a space with um, four other illustrators one illustrator is like an illustrator slash designer like me. Um, and, you know, I think you're just, I'm sort of bound to look to them for inspiration as well. And um, I think just in the orbit of our friends, we have a lot of illustrator friends um, and designers. So there's definitely a lot of inspiration from people around me and, um, and I definitely, you know, keep up online with what people are doing, especially Spy Magazine. I feel like mm. you guys have been really wonderful and, you know, really just highlighting great work. And, and you know, that's a, it's very inspirational. I'm really, I'm just really inspired um, pretty much every day when people post their work. I really love to see other people's work. I don't, I think it's a great thing to see other work, not just because there's so much there's so much to be inspired by, but also because it's good to see what's out there. So you're not repeating things. And, um, this day and age, you know, you can see new titles all the time. So you can see what's, what's sort of trending and what's, um, you know, just the different, different styles that we're all picking up on all the time. So is, is most of your work, in the US or do you work for UK clients as well? Because that's something I find interesting with the internet is you're seeing all these influences from, from different places, yet there do seem to be quite different styles for different geographic areas. Yeah, I well, I do get hired occasionally outside of the US. It's becoming, um, well, I'm doing it more and more. Um, I just, yeah, I've just picked up a couple um, new projects in England. Um, I think it's, you know, definitely you the U S is still my, my main client base. And I get a lot of work that I think a lot, this happens to a lot of people. Um, I get a lot of work that gets picked up by publishers, international publishers. So it gets reused, um, in different markets and, and, you know, those are a different fee schedule and, but I haven't worked, I've probably worked with four or five different art directors outside of the U.S. at this point. Not too many. Still pretty much all in the U.S. publishing industry. <laughs> New York publishers mostly. 
Yeah, that, that's interesting because I, I would have said that fr from from what I've seen, it looks like your work is is more like a lot of the the UK covers that I see. Right. Um, yeah, that's so funny because I was I was there. I was in I was in London years ago, and I remember going through the bookstore and thinking what a difference the market looked like there, that there were so many more illustrated covers. And we, I felt like the U.S. hadn't really caught up to that, that trend yet. Um, and now I feel like it's, it's like both markets are having that kind of heyday in illustration and lettering. So they, they seem very similar to me now. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because yeah, you do see a lot of books still where they'll, they'll use very different covers on the same book for different right. markets. That's true. You don't see a lot of pickups um, in UK from, from US titles. I, I feel like I actually end up working on a lot of titles that have come out in the UK. Um, and I go, you know, they'll tell me that this um, cover has already come out and I'll go and check it out online <laughs> and see what... Um, what the UK cover looks like and then, you know, try to come up with something very different here. Um, I think that happened with uh, a few, there was one cover I worked on recently that I really loved, but I also really loved the UK cover. It was the Fen title. Oh yeah. And um, we had very, I feel like we had very different covers, but uh, it's always interesting to see how other designers interpret the same thing the same title, you know, the same book that you read. And um, it's, it's also difficult when there is a great cover already and you have to reimagine it. But a, a fun challenge sometimes as well. Yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, it's almost like it's similar to when you get a classic title and mm. you have to redo it. And um, there's a lot of pressure, I think, to improve upon it. But I'm not sure it's really improving. I think there's just so many different interpretations of these titles. And uh, that's what I really love about what we do is that we get to bring ourselves into the design and come up with something new and interesting. Yeah, I'm thinking of the Gone With The Wind cover that you did, which is just yeah. fabulous. Could you, you talk us through the, the kind of process for that? Well, uh, that was a fun project. My, um, my art director, uh, from Scribner, she hired me to, she actually had seen some work I had posted on Instagram, some drawings that I had posted. Uh, I had been drawing some kind of interesting black and white drawings of dresses and things like that. And she, I think, was inspired by that and asked me to come up with some kind of illustration that was a, um, a kind of a take on Scarlett O'Hara's uh, dress. So you know, that was an interesting project because I was hired to work on it as a design and an illustration. I did a lot of illustrations for that one. And I think they picked one that was a little bit more pared down than what I originally showed. I don't know if you had seen some of the alternate designs I had yeah, yeah. posted that were much, you know, they were just much fuller, but I see why they went with the, the design that they went with. Um, and we ended up going with much more classic typography as well, which I didn't, I didn't illustrate that typography actually. Oh, okay. Um, but it, that title was really interesting. You know, it's a very, 
it's a very interesting book. It's got a lot of, it's, you know, it's one of these books where there's some, there's themes in it that are a little bit difficult to deal with. And, um, but it's basically a historical take on that time period. Um, I had actually read that book back in sixth grade as an extra credit project. <laughs> so I was very familiar with the book and, um, I, I just thought it was a really interesting, fun challenge to, to work on it. I tried to just approach it in a different kind of way than maybe other people would approach it because I was illustrating it as well. So yeah, that was a fun one to, to work on. Yeah, and the colours are just, again, so bold and it, it really does feel like a, a modern take of a classic. It's, um, I think it's a very yeah, successful cover. Thank you, I was you know, I was just playing on sort of the American theme of the of the book. And, um, you know, my earlier designs were, um, I think, way more ornamental. But uh, I, my our director guided me in the right direction with those. So mm -hmm. it turned out pretty well. Yeah. So, and you said that the art director found you through Instagram, through some pictures, some drawings that you'd been doing. Is that I, something that happens a lot? That's been happening. I, I had worked with that art director before, so oh, okay. um, she knew me, but she had seen that she referenced the drawings online. And, um, you know, that's been happening more, I think, in the last couple of years that I've been um, approached by various clients, not, not only in, you know, in other industries as well to do different kinds of work based on things that they've seen on Instagram, which I think is really interesting. I think, you know, Instagram to me is a really uh, amazing way to put your work out there. I think you have to be <laughs> a little bold when you put your work out there. Sometimes it feels a little odd to do it, a little egotistical, but I also feel like it's kind of like an online sketchbook for me and I get to post work that I'm either, that I've either finished or work that I'm in the process of doing and um, I I think that it's a great way to see other people's artwork so for me it's been a, a pretty um, a pretty amazing way to sort of connect with people and connect with art directors as well yeah I definitely find the same with with Instagram it's wonderful yeah. like that <laughs> so um Maybe, maybe you could talk me through a little bit more of, of your process and, and sketching and coming up with ideas. Is it is that sure. all done by hand? Yeah. Well, well <laughs> I, I mean... A little bit slow on that, on that regard, actually. But, with with um, pen and paper, I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I am still, you know, hand painting pretty much everything. Um, so I, you know, when I get a... Do you want me to talk through the basic process of when I get a title and what I do? Is yeah, that that'd be great. Okay. So, I mean, it's similar to most people like yourself where you get a manuscript and you read it. And I like to take notes while I'm reading and um, I'll sketch things out afterwards. I'll kind of come up with some basic concepts right after. And then from there, that's kind of my outline to go into either finding images or illustrating images or maybe doing some lettering options. And um, 
then I'll go on to, I mean, nowadays I feel like I'm doing pretty much artwork for every single cover I'm working on. Um, most, most covers at this point, like 90% of the things I do now, I'm doing some kind of hand painted element. So I will, you know, sit down and paint <laughs> and I still paint everything by hand. I just, I like the control of it. And maybe I just haven't mastered the control on, on, on a digital device, but I just enjoy painting. So I then scan everything in and clean it all up and kind of piece all of the, the artwork together in, in design and illustrator and Photoshop. That's, and, that's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know it's much slower, but... <laughs> I just feel like it's in some ways it's faster for me because I just like to have the control of when I'm painting and drawing. So, um, yeah, that's what I do. That's pretty much in a nutshell. And then when I, you know, every cover has revisions, it seems like there's hardly any that ever get through without any revisions these days. But, you know, those revisions can go on for a while, but it's just kind of part of the process. I tend to repaint things quite often. <laughs> yeah. And which we all do, all have to do. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I spend the bulk of the time, I think, trying to, I feel like I spend a good portion of the time trying to just come up with the concepts and really defining those before I move on to painting and um, designing. It doesn't really come together for me so much while I'm, while I'm working on the computer, I feel like most of the concepts come together before then. And then I work things out on the computer, but, uh, I like to have a really good idea of where I'm going with everything first. That, that's so interesting. Cause I would say that, that your work is quite similar or has many similar qualities to, um, Leo Nichols work and he works exclusively, yeah. uh, digitally. Yes. <laughs> Yet the finished result has both of them have have that very sort of um, yeah painterly quality to them. Right. Yeah. I know. I. I mean. I. Um, well, that's a compliment to be compared to him. Um, I don't know. It's just I feel more confident. I think when I get to do it and and try it out on paper and then kind of rework it. I do a fair amount of reworking things and refining things on you know, inside Photoshop. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want to make that seem like I don't do that as well. Um, there's a lot of cleaning up to be done with my painting when I get it into Photoshop, but yeah, I'm, I'm mostly painting everything first. So yeah. do you do the typography separately and, and then add it in, or is it all on sort of one, I guess, layer, if you like? Um, it's a, you know, it's a, I, I did a title I'm, I'm going a little bit blank on the title um, I did a title recently where I basically painted out the entire cover um, and then I kind of separated it in Photoshop and put things on different layers there but that's more rare I feel like I end up painting the type separately um, there's a lot of work that I do where I'm doing only lettering and then I'm sourcing photographs or other kind of art um so the the lettering goes on its own layer and I'm definitely painting that separately and scanning that separately 
Do you use things like uh, tracing paper when you're doing that? Yes. Mm. I do a lot of, um, I use a lot of tracing paper. I use a lot of brush pens. <laughs> yeah. Um, all different kind of weights. I do, and I also will use uh, watercolor or gouache depending on what kind of textures I want. Um, mostly brush pens, I feel like. I use mostly brush pens for, for lettering. But it, it really depends. Depends on the project. Uh, that book that I did that was Fen, I believe I used gouache for that because it just had like a richer feel to it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I try to clean things up before I scan them in, but there's a lot of mistakes. There's a lot of, uh, little, you know, accidents or happy accidents that occur. So it just depends on, on, um, how, how much texture I want to leave in and how much I want to clean it up when I get it in there. Hmm. So, yeah. So the typography side of things, is that something that has just evolved with your work as as you've as you've grown? Or was it something that you had a particular interest in earlier on? I always really loved I it's funny, I was looking back at um I found some of my old high school paintings. And I actually had painted a lot of uh type on paintings even back then. Not in the way that I'm doing it now, but I definitely was interested in, I think, letter forms back then as well, before I even knew what graphic design was. Um, and I have tried over the years to do lettering on a lot of projects, but I, I think I've said this before online and to other people that, you know, for a long time when I would do that, I, it would, people would assume that it kind of looked more like a YA book and would never approve those covers and now I feel like it's it's so much more common to use it on adult fiction you see so much lettering now on novels and um so it's really it's like exciting for me because I finally get to do something I that I've been wanting to do for years and now it's like in the last couple of years it's really broke broken through and uh, you know a lot of people are doing it yeah and, and not just in did. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I was just going to say, I don't know how long it will be like that, but I'm definitely happy to be doing it now. Well, let's hope that, that it continues because, <laughs> I mean, for both of us, that that's a, a big focus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love that you have your unused designs um, or unused comps on your on your website. It's right. such an interesting thing to, to look through and, and see what art directors were what the decisions were um right right are there any there that you or the other ones that you put on there particularly ones that you you like the the comps <laughs> as much as you like the the final ones or maybe even more there's definitely a lot that I liked probably alternate comps but I I always kind of understand why they go with the ones that they go with but I you know, I can't say that I'm always particularly happy that they pick certain ones. Um, I really try to make each comp when I turn it in very different. Uh, I like to make each comp, you know, just extremely different in their directions. I don't know if other people feel that way when they look at them, but to me, they look pretty different. Um, I'm not one to send like the same image with 10 different type treatments on it. I'll just do like three different, very different 
concepts and send it in. Not that I haven't been known to do the other kind of design too when it get, we get down to revisions. But so when I do do the the different concepts, I feel like I really try to put everything I can into it. And um, there are definitely ones that I I enjoyed working on. And there, there's a new book coming out for a, a novelist in Philadelphia, actually. And the one that they chose, I actually really love, and I'm, I think it's perfect for the book, but I had a really great time doing an alternate comp, which I have not posted yet because her book hasn't come out yet, and I don't want to preempt, preempt that, but I did an entire collage for an alternate design, and to me that was fun just because I don't get to do that too often. You know, I'm happy with that design as well, but I don't, I don't, you know, nobody will see it except for when I post it someday on Instagram. So, <laughs> and it will never be used on anything else because it's not the kind of art that would translate to really any other title. Oh, well, I look forward to seeing it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, bring, I just put that out there in the world. So, yeah. We'll and what about personal projects? Do you do much of that? Yeah, I try to do a lot of personal projects. I love trying to find time to work on that. And I feel like the personal projects that I've worked on have really translated into a lot of very interesting professional projects, too. Um, Like I said, the Gone with the Wind one came from um, my art director seeing some work on Instagram. And I've had, uh, I'm working on a, a book right now where I did the cover I, I hand painted the cover and lettering and I also got hired to do the portraits inside the book so there's you know definitely some interesting illustrations that I am going to be showing in that book as well that are a little bit different than what I normally do so uh, personal work I think is incredibly important if you can get it in if you can fit it into your busy schedule um, I know that you aren't didn't you just do that large project uh, that you've been posting online yeah yeah the Harry Potter yeah. textbook covers yeah, they're beautiful and that oh, thank you yeah you know, it's, it's really exciting to see and I feel like whenever anybody can can sort of merge different interests and show their work it's great for all of us to see that's the kind of thing I love seeing online when people do their their own personal work and it's just very inspiring. Yeah, nice to be your own art director for a change. Yeah. It's yeah. it's hard sometimes to be your own art director, but <laughs> it's also freeing. Yeah, do do you ever find uh, I I sometimes find I'll I'll go to people who are following me and and say, "Oh, what do you think of this?" or um and and sort of get feedback uh, directly from people who would be buying these books if they were um, if they were real books. Oh, I see. Oh, I'm not. I mean, I've. I feel like. Um, well, I don't think I've done anything quite as sort of put together as what you did. <laughs> I don't think I've done. I would love to do something that that put together, but you know, it's. I think it's interesting just when people give you feedback and comments or on Twitter on some personal work because it's nice to know if people even like it or are interested in what you're doing and um it also will motivate me to do more if if I get some good feedback from it um I don't know what has your experience been with that has it been all positive 
Uh, most mostly yes but Aww. then again maybe i don't have a big enough follower to have a lot of people hating on me i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i think the, the great thing about the community of book designers is everybody seems very supportive and yes um you know that's something i really valued in our industry is that it seems like our nice smallish group of people and i think most everybody seems genuinely positive and supportive of each other, which is great. It's wonderful. I love when I can get to New York and see other designers. And I feel like a lot of my art directors have become good friends. And, you know, I don't know what other industries are like that, but we're pretty small. And, I, and I, I'm sure that's that way in other places as well. Yeah. Um, so there were just a couple of designs that I wanted to ask about and sort of sure. the, the process of. I, I absolutely love the the Stephen Fry series that you did, particularly The oh. Liar. <laughs> and this might partly be, be because the copy of The Liar that, that I have has a really hilarious sort of, it looks like it was done on a, or in, in Microsoft Word or something. And oh. it, it's, it's almost, it's kind of comically bad. Um, but your one is just so super beautifully put together and, and I love the way that the, the typography is interacting with the um, the illustration so right. could could you talk a little bit about the process of de designing those sure I um I was approached to work on that series so I knew at the beginning it was going to be a series and um or a series design style and so the references she had given me was she said she wanted to look a little bit retro she wanted a more flat graphic style um I think she maybe gave me some comps too that maybe even ones that I had designed that she was interested in kind of following that same style and that was one where I think I did the liar first and then we based the other three titles kind of on the style that we came up with with on the liar and you know I think I just gave her three different options that were slightly different they weren't too different on that one because when I approach series it's a little bit different than when I approach um, regular book covers I guess uh, I kind of was thinking about it like how would this design style extend throughout these four books so I was trying to make everything a little bit more not templated but you know have a definite style for like the author name and have a different definite lettering option or font for the the title yeah I, I really loved working on that title I was so happy they they picked that one with the um scarf around the neck turning into the letter l and it that was one of those wonderful experiences where they picked one right off the bat <laughs> and yeah I didn't really revise at all and then we just moved on to the other three ones and there was hardly any revisions it was pretty it's like a a miracle when that happens. So that was a, a really great experience. Yeah, that's yeah. something I've noticed whenever I'm trying to design something in a series is you sort of have to go back and forth a bit to make sure the different elements match. And if you make a change yeah. on one, then you have to go back and also make changes on the other. Um, right. And it can be difficult when you're thinking about, you know, title lengths and um, word lengths and, and that kind of thing. If you didn't put you know, take that into consideration early on in the project. Yeah, I had that same issue when I did that big C.S. Lewis series where 
Mm. Some of the titles were quite long and some were very short and how, you know, they really, it really, the design still has to hold up on each cover. And all the spines as well, I guess, especially if if that's how they're going (laughs) to be seen all together. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, The spine is very important. Very, very important. Although I would say, you know, at, at one point I felt like the spine might be the most important thing on a book because in a bookstore, they tend to be shelved and that's what you see the most of. Mm. But this day and age, it's changed quite a bit where covers are online and, you know, they really need to work at a very small scale. That might be another reason why lettering has been more popular. I feel like lettering has a lot of, it's just very evocative and interesting to use lettering options. And I think they hold up really well online because they're, they tend to be a bit bolder and have a lot of feelings associated with them and movement and energy. And I think that that might be why we're seeing so much of it now. Well, I, I hadn't considered that, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 And and also <laughs> working in a bookshop, um, I've, I've worked in a bookshop for a couple of years. And okay. <laughs> because you are seeing most of them spine out. But booksellers do have a tendency to, to face out books that they really like the covers of. At least yeah. I do. And, and my colleagues did as well. Um, <laughs> so if it's got a really great cover, then it's yeah. got a better chance of being face out in a bookshop exactly. as well. I remember, you know, I used to, um, when I started out in book cover design, I would every day after work meet my husband in the Harvard bookshop in Cambridge. Um, that's where we would meet up because we were also very slow to get cell phones, which really dates me. But <laughs> So we would meet up at, at the bookshop every day, and I would just go around and look at all of the covers and all of the spines. And I remember when I had my first book cover come out that my husband went into the bookstore and faced it out secretly <laughs> for me. So, <laughs> so that was you know an act of love right there. But... Um, I do, I do love to go in bookstores and see, you know, especially one of my covers faced out. I feel like it, it made an impression on one of the bookshop employees there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a question that I have sort of been asking every book cover designer that I can get my hands on <laughs> um, is w- what do you think makes a, a great book cover? Oh, wow. That's a big question. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, I don't know that I know the answer because I I see book covers that come out and they have incredibly sparse typography on them and have just one single image and they have, you know, beauty to them that I find really powerful and engaging. And then yet I see a cover that has just amazing typography or lettering and I'm really drawn to those as well I I think that there's just this wonderful sort of composition that goes into each design that is very unique to every cover and um, I can't say that I know what the key is other than finding imagery that speaks to an audience and um, sometimes that imagery is just type as image and Sometimes that imagery is a photograph that's really powerful. For me, I feel like right now I, I, I love covers that I'm working on that 
have really expressive typography on them, whether that's type that I've painted or type that I, you know, create with fonts. Um, I'm just always drawn to typography. That's just been something that I've loved for so long. And I think that's another reason I really like our director who hired me, Alex Camlin. He had really amazing type work that was really bold and graphic and, you know, just had a very visual quality to it that didn't even look like pure type. It was kind of like a, a great composition and made your eye move around the cover. So I was really inspired by that when I worked there. And that's kind of what I've continued to try to do to make what I hope are, are great covers. Oh, they're, they're definitely more than just great. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, it's interesting. That's such a, it's a difficult thing to, to pin down and, and yeah, figure out know. what is it that, that <laughs> makes a great book cover. This, this is my quest, is to find yeah. out. Um, I don't think I helped you on your quest, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's, sure that's a great answer. gave better answers, but I really don't know. I feel that's what I love about designing books is that there's so many interpretations of, of where a designer can go with the, with the cover. Um, I think what would be great and interesting is to have a project where you assigned the same title to like 30 designers and we all design a cover and see what we came up with. I think they've done that a little bit in the past with like the Lolita covers, but just something, yeah. something that, that is not so well known, something that was, you know, a little bit of a newer book that where you, people had to really dig deep and find the visual cues within the, the, the writing to find interesting ways of interpreting the book so yeah that would be a great project to see wow yeah, you should do that yeah <laughs> it happens yeah I'm trying to think how, how we, you would kind of make that work but yeah well that, that might be something to look at in the future <laughs> yeah maybe a debut novel or something yes something yeah. and not something where it was uh you know where we we all did work for free but I mean, we would be doing it for free, but not free for a publisher. Yeah, <laughs> that would be the difficulty. Artistic experience or a, for a show or something. Yeah. Oh, very good. Well, thank you so much for, for taking the time to have a chat with me. It's been absolutely fascinating. Thank you. And thank you for thinking of me for this. Spine is a production of Spine magazine. For show notes, articles, audio and video about the enormous talent that goes into creating books, visit spinemagazine.co.